Welcome back to the Prayer is Breathing podcast. My name is Latoya and I want to thank you for listening and for subscribing. Ladies, every Monday night, I host a Bible study called The Equipping. You can register. It is virtual online via Zoom. You can register at www.equip.eventbrite.com. Again, that's www.equip.eventbrite.com. I would love to see you every Monday night at 8 p.m. So today we're going to jump into our topic, teach us to pray. As Christians, as believers, prayer is important to everything that we do. Our walk with the Lord is dependent upon prayer. And we see that in the Bible, Jesus would often withdrew and pray. And so he took a lot of time in prayer. And we see that in so many places. And then we get to a place in Luke where the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. And this is so powerful because they didn't just ask Jesus to teach them how to preach teach us how to prophesy, teach us how to do these things. They said, teach us how to pray. And prayer is the most powerful ministry. Prayer is so important. I just cannot stress that enough. And so maybe that's why you're here on the Prayers Breathing Podcast, because you are interested in prayer and building your prayer life. And I pray that today's episode will strengthen and encourage you. All right, so let's look at Luke chapter 11, verse 1. It reads, now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. And then we go right into the Lord's prayer. So the Lord immediately, Jesus immediately responds to this request and we go into the Lord's prayer. And so I want to encourage you if you know, you are in a place where you're like, I don't really know how to pray or I need to pray more, or you need to be in a place where you are disciplined, praying every day. I know that in general, this is just a season where God is requiring discipline. It is tough, uh, but God is moving. He's doing some amazing things, and I'm excited about this season. And so we're going to go through the Lord's prayer here in Luke chapter 11, verse 2. It says, so he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I believe in Matthews when it talks about the Lord's prayer. um, Jesus says, in this manner, you ought to pray. And so I grew up, of course, we grow up saying the Lord's prayer, just repeating the prayer verbatim, and that's fine and that's great. But I want to encourage you to just go deeper, you know, go deeper and understand the model of the Lord's prayer. And so if we quickly look at the model of the Lord's prayer, it says our father. So Hebrews tells us that when we come to God, we must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And so I love how the Lord's prayer starts out with our father. We recognize who God is. We recognize his lordship. We recognize the fact that we are his sons. We are his daughters. Amen. And so we have a place of sonship where we come to him as his children. We come to him knowing that he is our father. Right. And so that's how the Lord's prayer begins. And that verse I referenced about faith is in Hebrews 11 verse 6. 
All right. So then it says our father in heaven. If we're going back to Luke chapter 11, verse two. So we recognize that God is high. He's exalted. He is in heaven. He has all power. Amen. And it says hallowed or holy is your name. So we get to a place where we understand the holiness of God. We reverence God. We know that God honors his, his name, his word. And then we pray your kingdom come, your will be done. This is such a powerful prayer because as we go into prayer and seek the Lord, we begin to die to our flesh and our will and the things that we want. And the more time we spend in the presence of God, we want his will to be done. We want his kingdom to come. So what does that look like from a practical standpoint, right? If you're spending time in prayer, God will allow your heart to be conditioned and you will begin to pray like, Lord, I want your will. I don't want just my own desires. I don't want to do my own thing and just live life for myself, but I want your will to be done. I want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And sometimes the will of God may go against our own will, right? We see this even with the Lord Jesus Christ in the garden of Gethsemane, where he asked the father, he said, is there another way? Can this cup pass? You know, when he was really battling with going to the cross. And then he says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done, right? Lord's prayer. We go right back to your will be done. And we see that wrestling match between our flesh and what we want to do versus the will of God and surrendering to the will of God. Then it says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread. And this is good too, because as we seek the Lord, we seek him daily. We seek him sometimes, you know, all throughout the day. Of course, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17 tells us to pray without ceasing. So we're constantly in prayer. This also means that if you prayed at church on Sunday, you don't just live off of that prayer all week, right? It's almost like I heard somebody give the example of if you ate once a week. That's sometimes what we do to our spirit man in prayer. We may pray one time and then not pray for the rest of the week. And so this part says, give us our daily bread. So day by day, we're in prayer. We're praying without ceasing. We are constantly feeding our spirit and our relationship with the Lord through prayer, through setting aside time to spend with him. Luke 11 verse four says, and forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Forgiveness is such a powerful part of prayer. And I have to be honest and tell you that unforgiveness can truly block your prayers. I know that's unpopular. I know you may not want to hear that, but I can tell you as a witness that if you are battling unforgiveness, you have to really pray and ask God to deal with that area. Ask God, Lord, help me to forgive. Give me the grace to forgive and make a commitment that even though it's hard, you're going to forgive because it says, and forgive our sins for we also forgive everyone who's indebted to us. So forgive our sins as we forgive others. And so there's an exchange there and we're asking the Lord, forgive us for our sins. And we're also going to forgive other people, right? Because sometimes we want God to forgive us, but then we don't keep that same standard when it comes to forgiving others. So sometimes I'll forgive because I like to be forgiven. Amen. So we, we, we forgive in God. He forgave us. 
Praise the Lord. Then it says, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Okay. And so uh, many times when I reference the Lord's prayers out of Matthew, but this is the one in Luke chapter 11, because I love how the disciples started out with teach us to pray. And so in the word of God, we go to prayer and we give ourselves to prayer. We say, God, we can do nothing without you, but with you, all things are possible. And how many of you know that you just need the Lord? You need the Lord on your side. And so one of my favorite passages that I love, one of my favorite verses is also found in Acts chapter six. And I want you to look at this because this is so powerful in relation to teach us to pray and also in relation to the power of prayer. And so we're going to look at Acts chapter six. It says now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the 12 summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And so what happens is they came to the disciples with a complaint. They're saying, hey, the widows are not being fed. This is not a good thing. The widows are being neglected. And what they did was they said, okay, we're going to get some men. We're going to get some people that the men that are filled with the Holy spirit, they have a good reputation. They have wisdom that we're going to appoint over this business. We're going to appoint them so that they can take care of these widows. But then they said, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word, meaning that we are not moving from our place of prayer and our place of ministry. Yes, these other things are important. The cares of this life are so important. We do have to tend to them and they put certain things in place so that the widows could be taken care of, but they committed themselves to prayer. And so it just shows me, and I love this verse because prayer is the most important ministry and the ministry of the word. And so we have to prioritize prayer over everything else. And then everything else is second. And we see this again in Acts chapter six, verse four, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So I just want to encourage you to continue to pray without ceasing, continue to seek the Lord. This is an hour. This is a time where we truly want to hear from God. We want to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. And even though it's difficult, I want to give you at least three points that will help you in prayer. First thing I want to tell you, this is so good and, and it's so good, but you have to set a regular time to pray. Okay. Because if you want to pray consistently, it is so easy to get distracted. It is so easy to get caught up. I'm the type of person that I would rather pray at night. I'm more of a night person, 
but where God has me, I have to get up early and pray. And, and I love that too. I love starting my day in prayer, but I'm saying that when you don't have a consistent time that you pray, it's easy to get distracted and be all over the place. So I would recommend getting up early, setting time to pray, maybe before your kids wake up, maybe before you make your coffee or you start your day, just getting up and giving the Lord the the first hours or moments of your day in prayer and setting aside some time to pray. Second thing that's so good, and it really did help me, and this is not a popular point, but when you pray, you, you want to pray fervently, of course, always, but also know that prayer is not just based on how you feel or the emotion of it. So sometimes when you pray, you, you sense the power of God so heavy. And sometimes when you pray, you may not sense a tangible presence of the Lord, but I want to encourage you to pray anyway, right? Just pray because John 14, when they were raising Lazarus from the dead, Jesus said, um, Jesus said, I thank you that you hear me. I thank you that you always hear me. And that's something that God has taught me and dealt with me over the years that he always hears us. When you are walking in alignment with God and you live a, a repentant life and you're standing on the word, know that God always hears you. And that's so important because even if you're at work or you're in a place where you may not have the ability to, to, scream or be fervent or be loud, right? We see even that with Hannah and first Samuel that she prayed and no, no sound came from her mouth, but her prayers were still fervent. And she prayed with all her heart and all her soul and all her mind. Um, so just make sure that you're praying and understand that prayer is not necessarily a feeling, but we pray and we believe God in faith and we pray fervently anyway. Amen. Third thing I want to remind you of when you pray is that you allow God to search your heart, whether it's unforgiveness, whether it's pride, we have to be in a place of repentance. And we have to be in a place where we say, God, search me. Even as we go into prayer, we understand that God is holy. We understand that we need the Lord to search our hearts. We don't want to just come into his presence any old way. And we also don't want anything to hinder our prayers. I don't know about you, but I don't not want my prayers hindered. Amen. So you ask the Lord to search your heart, forgive you of your sins, unforgiveness, all those things, release them in prayer. So uh, we'll continue, but I want to thank you for listening to this episode for this week. And if you have any prayer requests, feel free to send those prayer requests to prayerisbreathing at gmail.com. You can also visit prayerisbreathing.com. And if you would like any Christian apparel, please be sure to check out awakechristianclothing.com. That's A-W-A-K-E, christianclothing.com. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. I pray that this was a blessing to you. I would like to close this out in prayer. Father, I thank you for every person that is listening to this podcast today. I pray for all of us, myself included, that you will continue to teach us how to pray, teach us how to listen, teach us how to wait on you, teach us how to be disciplined, that we can get up and set time to spend with you. So Father, I just thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your presence. I thank you that you are drawing us closer to you. And Father, we want to respond to the tug when you're pulling at our hearts to pray. And so Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would continue to cover bless, protect, and keep us throughout this week. May you receive all the glory, honor, and praise from our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. God bless you.